We're gonna uh, we're gonna sing a song just to get our hearts ready. Uh, Called "How Deep the Father's Love," and uh, I'm just gonna pull out a couple scriptures and talk just briefly, and then we'll take communion together. Amen. We ask that you'd be glorified during this time. Lord, we thank you for music. It's just such a blessing. Lord, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to put it on this earth. And for some reason, you just programmed us to appreciate and to enjoy. And It's just great how music can move us. It can move us closer to you. And I just pray that the people would see your face and really recognize all that you've done for them tonight. That we wouldn't walk away without experiencing your presence and your touch. Have your way in us, King. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And how deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure. He would give his only son. That he would give his only son to make a wretch's treasure. To make a wretch's treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. How great the pain of searing loss. The father turns his face away. The father turns his face away. As wounds which are the chosen ones. As wounds which are the chosen one. Bring many sons to glory. Bring many sons to glory.
Stole thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave, thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give, give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but for a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And in my prosperity I say, I shall never be moved. Lord, be thy favor. Thou hast made my mountain to be strong. Thou did hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried unto thee, O Lord. And unto the, the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there if my blood, when I go down to the pit? What shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put, on, put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee, not be silent. O oh Lord my God, I will give thanks to thee forever. I want to concentrate just real quick on the first five verses here. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. The sweet thing about our God is that He is always going to pull through for us. There will never come a time when our enemy will rejoice over the things He has done to us. Yet He may think that He is one for a moment, but God has the last say in all things. O Lord my God, I cried unto Thee, and Thou hast healed me. A word I think for many of us in here tonight. Cry out to the Lord and allow Him to heal your life from the inside out. Shout to the Lord and allow Him to start working on your heart and things that you need to be need to have dealt with. Things that you need to get right on the inside. We as Christians, we cannot allow ourselves to continue going on and moving forward and, and taking walks and journeys in our lives without having things settled day in and day out. How can you go on? We cannot continue to bury things, issues, and things in our lives and just expect them to go away. We've got to deal with things. We've got to cry out to the Lord so that what? We can be healed. It says, I cried unto the Lord and thou hast healed me. I believe that many reasons why we are not healed is because we do not cry out to the Father. We do not cry out to the Lord. And what a perfect time, what a perfect moment to cry out to Him now. 
O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. That is an amazing thing about God. Family, that his anger is only for a moment. Okay, a lot of us, our anger lasts for a little while. Not a moment. Oh no, not even close. More like an hour or two or a day or three. A week we're upset about something. Angry at someone. We sin towards the Father. We do things against Him day in and day out. His anger is but for a moment. But guess what? In His favor is life. And that's the grace message right there. That is the grace bomb. Favor. In His favor is life. And the only reason that any of you have life is because you found favor in His eyes. Why have you found favor? Not because you've done anything good. Have, have you done something good? I'm sure many of us have done good things in here. But guess what? Not enough to outweigh the bad. Oh no, not even close. We do bad things in the, in the eyes of God day in and day out. How many spiritual red lights have we ran? How many spiritual laws have we broken? How many things are going on on the inside that we think this about that person and dwell on this? Focus on that. We're going to be so lost and caught up in our own sin and the tragedy that's happening. So many things that we're constantly doing and God still goes ahead and says, you have found favor in my eyes. And you need to hear, there's many of you that need to hear that. You have found favor in the Father's eyes. He is proud of you. He is impressed with you. Like, oh, not me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know who I am. It has nothing to do with you. That's the reason why you have found favor. And that's the only reason I can find favor in the eyes of God is because of what Jesus has done. When God looks at my life, He sees Jesus' blood covering me. When God looks at my acts and my sin and my works, He's not impressed because of what I've done. He knows that anything that I've done is only because of what it's shown me. It's only because of Him that I've even done it. And so He rejoices not over me because of me, but He rejoices over me because of His own Son. And that's why we are indebted to the Son forever. That's why we are indebted to Jesus Christ forever. Because He is the one that allows us to have favor in the eyes of God, day in and day out, despite our failures. And man, I'm telling you, when you grasp this thing of grace, I almost feel at times like I'm so indebted to I mean, I really, I can never pay Him back. If I live righteously and perfectly right now for the rest of my life and the rest of eternity, I still have not come close to paying him back for what he's done. Because not only does he say forgiven, and not only does he say you have found favor in my eyes, but then he gives you blessings upon blessings. He takes care of you. He causes all things to work together for good. He gives you opportunity in life. Man, God should have just took all of our talents away a long time ago, huh? I look at Hollywood sometimes and I'm like, Father, look at how they blaspheme your name. You think that you would snatch away their skill to dance or you would snatch away their skill to sing or their skill to act or you just take the money and the success right out of their hands because of how wicked they are. What a gracious God. Especially to his own kids who know better. He's been so good to us. He's been so gracious. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. A sweet promise that every single one of us have. Joy is going to come in the morning all the days of your life. Every single day for the rest of your life, you have access to the fullness of joy, the presence of God. Mercies and blessings new every morning. I believe there is almost a faucet being poured out from heaven. Like a faucet that's been turned on, there's just water dumping from heaven. and it just It's almost like the man who decides to stand under it will receive, the woman who decides to drink of it will taste, and those who don't, don't. I believe every morning, despite what has happened the day before, you have opportunity to receive from God, 
And even in this day, maybe you say, Josh, I need a fresh start, man. I got to get things right. I need to talk to God. I need to do some business. Or there's just something on my heart that I need to lay down. There's just something I just really got to give over and say, Father, it's time. I got to come to the table. Man, there is healing at the table. When we get to heaven, I believe one of the first places we're going to go is the Feast Supper of the Lamb, right? That we will be there, yes. We will have dinner with the King. And I believe that he will raise the cup and he will show the bread and it will be, hey, look at this is it. Jesus, our king. And he sits here at the table tonight and desires to sup with you and to fellowship with you and to get things right, maybe talk them some things over. And the way we find healing, I believe, is through the cross and the cross alone. There is no other way. It's because of his blood. It's because of his body being broken. And so we're going to go ahead and do that. Robert, can we get um, some of the guys to hand out the elements? We're going to sit before God, and we're going to find rest. Amen? Amen.
body of Christ. The body of Christ is broken so that we can be made complete. He was beaten and bruised so badly you couldn't even tell he was a man. And not only was he beaten and bruised, this, this figure that was shown, this symbolism, this outer shell that's being beat and bloodied, is to represent and show how sick and disgusting our sin is. What was cast upon Him, what He bore on His shoulders was not, hey, just stripes of a whip or nails into a cross, but something a million times heavier than we could ever imagine. Hey, pain was nothing. That was a piece of cake. It was taking the sin and drinking that cup of filth of pollution. Polluted water. The drink, the cup that he drank was heavier than anything any man could ever do. Ever take on. And that's why we need to be thankful. We need to recognize that the body being broken, broken half, smashed and bloody and bruised is so that we can be made complete in the sinful lifestyles that we live. You've been freed from it, friend. I got to keep reminding you. I got to tell you again. And me too, I need to remind myself that you've been set free from this way of sin, this life of sin. You're not in bondage anymore. There are no handcuffs on you. You are free to walk in Christ, to walk in freedom. And when you sin and you fall into it, when you allow your flesh to take over and your mind to think that way or to act out in that, hey, you're putting the handcuffs back on. You're saying, hey, I like being in bondage. I enjoy being messed up. And Jesus has come to say that my body was broken so that you could be free. We need to understand this principle. We need to apply it now. Stop putting on the toy handcuffs. You can break out of them anytime you want. You're free. No more bondage. There are many of you maybe in here who are in bondage to something. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's lying. Maybe it's looking at things you shouldn't. Maybe it's disrespecting your parents. I don't know what it is. Discipline, faithfulness unto God. But Jesus wants to free you, I believe, even here in this moment. Cry unto the Father and be healed, as the psalmist told us. This is not a funeral service. This is not a time to mourn over the body of Christ. This is a time, yes, to be sorrowful for the sin and the things that we have done. But to turn around and to celebrate that we have been set free and that we can walk in newness of life because of what Jesus has done. And that here in this moment, we can make decisions. Josh, I've made lots of decisions. Make another one. Because you know what? I've had to make decision after decision time and time again. And you know what? Things stick and some things don't. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to stop pursuing Christ and stop conquering. Stop making covenants with my God. And so let's raise the cracker and let's testify to the Father that we understand what His Son was broken for let's remember, let's understand Father we do sit here in this moment and know what You sent Your Son to be broken for by His stripes we are healed You tell us and Lord we know that we're healed from this body of sin and Lord, that we don't have to give in. You've given us some kind of supernatural power over sin. And that when Christ died and we put our faith in Him, we died also. That's sin nature. 
There's still something in us, this flesh that's on us, that desires to sin, but you have given us the Spirit within us. The same Spirit that raised Jesus, your Son, from the dead, dwells in us, and you have given us power over this sin. And Lord, there are many in here making decisions that they don't want to do anymore, and they desire to be free from it. And Father, we bring it and we lay it at your altar. We bring it to the table right now. Let's bring it, family. Let's bring it. Say, Lord, I bring it to your table. I bring it to your altar. I sacrifice myself. Here I am. Cut this away from my heart. I recognize I don't have to give in to that anymore. I don't have to do those things. I can be who I want to be in Christ Jesus because he's given me the power to do it. Through this body being broken. Through the death. And we know, Father, that you've also brought healing by the stripes. Physical healing. And I believe there are some in here, even right in this room right now, that need to be healed. And if you believe that maybe God wants to heal you, I want you just to cry out to him. Just say, Father, heal me. And believe and understand that by his stripes you have been healed. And Lord, I pray for the sick and I pray for the weary. I pray for those who need healing here in this room tonight that you would reach your hand down and that you would dump oil upon them and that they would be healed, not because of any man's prayer, but simply because you are God and this is what one of the things you've sent your son to die for so that many would be healed. And so we thank you for the body being broken. We are very, very thankful. Can we say thank, thank you, Lord? Can we just say that? Let's say thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Can we say we're grateful? We're grateful, Lord. We are very grateful for what you've done for us. We do not take this for granted. We do not just eat a cracker. We celebrate what you've done. We are thankful. And this brings sincere joy to our hearts. So happy to have you. So happy you died for us. Let's partake. Amen. Amen.
anyways, why are they so obsessed with blood? It sounds sick. Oh no. The blood of Jesus is the only thing that forgives sins, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hey, your works are as filthy rags before the King. Compared to heaven, perfection, there's no way you're getting to heaven. No one on this earth can get to heaven by their own merit. And if heaven went by merit, your dog would get into heaven and you wouldn't. Because your dog's faithful and you're not. It's true. Billy Graham said if you could talk about one, one thing, if you would have talked about one thing more, it would have been the blood of Jesus Christ through all of his crusades. Proclaiming the blood of Christ over people. The blood is more powerful than you even know. That one drop can set a man free. That one drop can forgive sins. That one drop gives a man entrance into heaven forever and ever. Baruch Hashem, man. Praise God. I'm so thankful because I just wonder where my life would be without the blood of Christ covering me. Who I would be, where I would have gone. And I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. And that is why his throat was slit. He was the lamb led to the slaughter that did not open his mouth. He was the one that took the blow for you. He was the one that went to prison even though you did the crime. And he gave you his house. And he gave you his car. And he gave you his bank account. He gave you his life and took yours. You've got to understand what he's done and how far he's gone. Why the blood of Christ is so amazing. It's a precious thing. sad thing is there are many in this world who say I don't want your stinking blood get it out of my face I don't want to have anything to do with you you say are you crazy this cup is worth more than all the money on the face of the earth it represents the blood of Jesus Christ you can't buy heaven this is what gets you there unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no part in the kingdom of heaven Jesus said at these elements, this is not the literal body nor the literal blood, no. I don't think it becomes the body when you eat it, becomes flesh or becomes blood when you drink it. But there's something powerful about these elements, the representation of them, and we need to be dead serious about them. And before we drink the cup, there might be something in here I don't know everyone in here, but maybe you come here tonight and just like, you know what, Josh? I need the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. And as I drink this down, I want the blood just to flow through my veins and just to cleanse me and to make me pure and to wipe me white as snow. There's some things you just got to deal with. You just got to let go and just lay before the king. So allow the cup to, the cup to cleanse you. Allow it to make you new. Recognize that it's the blood of Christ that does it, and there's no other way. Now, maybe you ask why. I don't know, for some reason in the Old Testament, God said the only way that sin can be covered is by an animal being sacrificed. That's the way He made it, that's the way He wanted to happen. And so, guess what? 
That stuff in the Old Testament and this animal being sacrificed will only cover your sins for, for a short while, but it will not wipe away the sin. And so we know who was the ultimate lamb, the ultimate animal that was sent. The one who opened out his mouth, it was Jesus, our King, who lived a perfect life and gave it to you. And so that's what we celebrate tonight. We raise the cup in victory. We raise the cup in celebration. Because, man, I'll say cheers to that. I'm going to heaven, baby. Not because of anything that I've done, but because of this blood has set me free and has given me life in that abundantly. And I'm going to live for my God until the day that I die. And the day that I die, I will walk through those gates and I'll see Him face to face because of this cup, because of this blood, and for no other reason. And that alone. Amen? Amen. Praise God for the blood. Woo! And Father, we raise the cup to you. Cheers. We celebrate with you and we say thank you for all that you've done. We have not forsaken the blood and the body tonight. We have not forgotten you, great King. You are greater than any, and we're so thankful that you would lay your life down for your people. Do you know who we are? Do you know what we've done? And because you have, because you, the greatest King to ever walk this earth, we are indebted to you forever, and we give you our lives. We say thank you and we exalt your name on high. We lift you up. You are the greatest God. There is none like you. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Praise be to our great God. And so we just want to thank you for this. But let's say thank you. Say thank you for my heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your son's blood. Set us free. And we say thank you. And we are grateful, Lord. Let's say, Father, we're grateful. We are sincerely grateful from the bottom of our hearts. This is, we're not playing fake here, Lord. We really want to express to you in the best way that we can that we are sincere about what you've done for us. We thank you for the cup. We thank you for what you've done for us. There's no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friend. And for some reason you call us friend. And we're very thankful. And we thank you for your blood. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Let this wash you. Family, you say, man, I love Jesus. I love God with all my heart. I really do. If you love me, obey my commands. Let's show him that we love him. It's not a burden to walk with God. Hey, it's, it's a burden to run from sin, yes. But walking with God, hey, that's the easy part. That's a blessing, man. That is adventure. That is pleasures evermore and joy. You know what I'm talking about? Jesus, Nothing like being in the presence of God. Nothing like being with the King and walking close to Him. And um, Isn't this so rich? You know, I'm just so happy. I just wonder, you know, what I would be doing randomly on some Tuesday night. What if I would have never made a commitment to Christ and never raised in a Christian family? My dad never poured into me. My grandma never told me those scriptures. And uh, nobody ever reached out to me. I just... Look at, look at all the sweet times I would miss out on. Look at this stuff, man. This is great, you know? I love remembering God and what He's done for me and, and uh, just spending time with Him, worshiping Him. And this is fullness of joy. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm telling you this. We go from joy to greater joy and glory to greater glory the more that we walk with God and the closer that we get to Him. And I'm telling you, when I first made a decision for Christ, I was just so fired up about serving and walking with Him. And just like, man, I am zealous for God. But as the walk becomes more deep and more sincere and more dedicated and laying down life, the joys only become greater. Is the sin harder? Oh, yes. The temptation is greater. The trials come even thick, more thick. But my God is more real than ever before. And He's closer. And that's the joy in walking with God. We are on this adventure of drawing close to Him. And that day, guess what? When we die, we will be face to face with Him. Amen? Amen. And it's going to be a great time. And we get to do that even right now. We get to start this journey of going to heaven here in this room tonight, walking with Him daily, getting closer to Him. We're called to walk with our God and be close to Him. And then what? Go out into the world and help others to come into a relationship with Him. That's our duty that's our mission. It is not for you 
to hey, carry out maybe the things that you desire to do in your life. Oh, but Josh, I got goals and vision. I know, and that's fine. But Josh, I like to surf. Yeah, me too. I like that. But God has greater things than surfing and making money. And he has amazing things planned for your life. Don't miss out on them, please, family. There are many in this room tonight. And many of you will make decisions to do right. And many will make to do wrong. And I would say for some reason... I might just be able to ask, Father, that every single one in this room would make sincere decisions to do great things for the kingdom of God for the rest of their lives. That there's not one left behind, there's not one soldier, not one that doesn't make a stand truly, sincerely from their heart and say, God, I give you everything. Whatever you want, here am I, send me. I'm proud to announce I got to talk to my brother Christian today. And he's moved from the west coast of Canada to the east coast in Toronto by himself. And he just had some money in the bank and he just drove from one side to the other because he feels God's calling him there. And he's going on a college campus soon, maybe within a couple weeks, just to start teaching the Word of God and just to see what happens. And Father's bringing amazing things to him. And I'm so envious and so proud and so blessed. Because once again, there's another man just saying, Here, my God, do whatever you want. And I'm not saying you have to do crazy stuff like that. Maybe the craziest thing you might ever do is tell your boss about Jesus. And they come to know, they come, and he comes to know the Father as Lord and Savior. Pray for your family members, bring all of them to know Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're called to. But those are great things in the kingdom. Let's be faithful, amen. amen. We've got a lot to do. We've got a lot of work to do for this generation, man. We need to sing one song. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, I think it's in the back, yeah. Oh, here it is.
you, we'll surrender our lives to you completely. And I just ask that you would have your way in every single one of us. God, that missionaries, evangelists, pastors, teachers, Lord, mothers, amazing prayer warriors, servants, that the living God would come out of this group. Worship leaders, Lord. Would you let your spirit pour out upon us even tonight? Can we lift our hands to the Lord? Can we lift our hands to the Lord? Just, just, just lift, lift your hands out. Lord, I pray that you'd rain your spirit down on your people, even right in this moment, that you'd feel every single one new and afresh, and that even as they hold their hands out as a symbol of receiving, God, just saying, I want what you have, God. Pour out your spirit upon me. I want to receive from you. I want your way in my life. Please bless your people. Be with them tonight as they go. In Jesus' name, amen. But for some reason, God said, this is going to be one of the sweetest pleasures you're ever going to experience. Yeah, food is great, man. We're thankful for food. Um, man. Can we, how about we do an old song?
Against your name, as an offering. 